Welcome to the sermon podcast of South Hills Church in Costa Mesa. My name is Chris Kretzu, and I'm the campus pastor here. Thank you for carving out the time to listen to this today. I hope that you will be encouraged and challenged, and ultimately that you'll have a deeper sense of God's love for you. I'll be back after the message is over, but until then, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Good morning. Thank you for uh, the warm welcome. My name is Alec, like Chris said in the video, and I am our student's pastor. And this is your first time here. I want to extend a special welcome to you. We'd love to get to uh, meet you and talk more through and hear your story at the Connect area over there. But we are in our fourth week of this series talking about the Holy Spirit. And specifically today, we are talking about this idea of how to build trust of how to build trust not only with God, with Christ, but with our Holy Spirit that is given to us. And it plays out in numerous ways. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you a question and you can participate by a show of hands. But have you ever been driving or caught in a situation where there's been like an intense amount of fog right in front of you? Anybody? Okay, awesome, good. Almost everyone in this room. I know we live in California and we just have like perfect weather all the time, but there's like maybe one to two days throughout the year where you get incredible fog. But this one time I um, went on a surf trip up to Big Sur, which is kind of Northern uh, California. And um, I was just so excited to go because we were literally going to just be surfing for like a full week and not doing anything, letting go of all responsibilities and just doing something that I love. So my buddy and I, we went and we were talking of like, all right, what are we going to do? Where are we going to stay? Are we going to camp on the beach? Are we get a campsite? And we finally come up to the conversation of, hey, like what time are we going to leave? So we had two ideas in our head. We have uh, the normal time, which is like get up around like 5 a.m., 6, drive there, get there, you know, around noon, maybe get some lunch and go out to surf. Or since we're so passionate about surfing, we can leave at 12 a.m. and get there at 6 a.m. So as two guys who don't know anything about the world or how anything functions, because we were so young, we said, let's leave at 12 a.m. So it's pitch black, and we're driving the six-hour drive just to go surf and hang out. And about 3 a.m. rolls around, and my buddy is starting to get a little tired. You know, the car is, like, kind of weaving. And I'm like, all right, dude, let's switch because I'm sure you're tired. Once again, it's 3 in the morning. You've been driving for the past three hours. Let's, like, we'll take rolls. You can sit here, and I'll drive. So we pull over, and we switch, and I start driving. And the entire time I was awake for my friend because I'm a good friend. And I look over maybe like 20, 30 minutes into driving. He's like snoring. So I'm like, all right, if anything happens, we're going to go meet the Lord real quick because no one's here to help me stay awake. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to stick to Siri. She knows the general direction and she's saying go straight for, you know, a thousand miles because when you're on the coast, it's literally just straight. So I'm like, all right, I got my sense of direction. Here we go. And I'm driving and I'm like, man, it's getting like 3.30, 4 o'clock. And it's all of a sudden we're on this road that is just pitch black. And I feel like I'm literally in the middle of the, the U.S. where there's like nothing. There's no like city. There's no lights. Electricity isn't even a thing. It's just like darkness. And I'm like, all right, this is a little sketchy, but I'm going to trust Siri has got me on the right road. And all of a sudden this like intense, thick fog starts to roll in. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy this is like the thickest fog I've ever been in. And I have his like cute, like little Tacoma. It was like a, a 90 something. It was like janky. It wasn't like the new ones that have all these like cool, like lights you can actually see. I had the high beams on. I couldn't see anything. So I'm literally driving. And the one thing I can see is the road I'm driving on in front of the hood of the truck. So I'm like, all right, if I hit anything, 
that's going to be like hit and then we're dead. Like I'm not going to see it coming. If there's a deer that's like taking a nap, you know, Bambi is hanging out in the middle of the road. I don't know it's there because I cannot see anything. All I know is Siri's telling me to go straight and I was freaking out. I was nervous and obviously we made it up north because I'm here in person and I didn't die. But the entire experience driving over just to go surf was intense. It was full of anxiety. I was worried. I was praying. I recommitted my life to God halfway through. I was just so nervous and I wanted to get there because I could not see anything in front of me. And that entire time, it was more so about me not having control. It was more so about me not knowing really what was going to happen next because there was no visibility in front of me. It was this idea that I wish I can see this much in advance to where I'm going so at least I know I'm headed in the right direction and it's safe. But I didn't have that when I was driving. And that kind of much pretty, pretty much sounds like life, right? We generally have some plans. We like to plan for five years. You know, we get the question, where are you going to be in five years? Where you want to be in 10 years? And you kind of generally have these plans of where you want to go, of what direction your family wants to go, where you're going to live, your career. And you kind of generally have these plans. But when it really comes to the everyday life, it's almost impossible to plan for everything that comes our way. And when it comes to following God, when it comes to being a Christian, it's very similar to that same experience that we do want to see the larger picture. We almost want to know every single step of what God is going to bring us. And most times it's not as clear as you and I would want. It's not as clear as I wanted that road to be when I was going to Big Sur. Sometimes it's just not something that we know what every step is going to look like and what's to come our direction. See, when we look at the scripture and we see this idea of clouds, because this is our topic for today, is the Holy Spirit is kind of like this thing, like a cloud. We see it as a covering. So when we think of covering, when we think of clouds, when we think of fog, we don't like it when it's blocking our visibility. The only time we like clouds is when there's been a drought and we see some clouds in the sky for like maybe the two to three days it's going to rain in California for a well-needed rain. That's usually the time that we like clouds. When it comes to something that's blocking our vision, it's not something that we're excited for. It's not something we're looking towards. So why would the Holy Spirit be described in a way that when we experience it in life, is something we don't like? Why would God choose to have himself described as a cloud or as a covering when you and I don't appreciate those things because it blocks our visibility? We see here in Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 through 22, this idea of God leading his people. Prior to this chapter and these verses that we're reading, um, God's people had just gone out of slavery. They're in slavery with the Egyptians and God miraculously brought them out and now they're in a desert wandering. If you know anything about a desert, if you're lost in the desert, you are lost in the desert. Because you look right and you look left, it's just, it looks all the same. It's like, oh, I've been here before. Where are we going? And we see this story of God leading his people through the unknown, through the uncertainty. And this is what it says in verse 21. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they can travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. 
So if you're a part of this group and you just see a pillar of cloud, it probably means that your vision is blocked, similar to the road that I was on all those years ago, right? So that means your sent to direction isn't the clearest, that God somehow is going to lead you to this next destination, but you can't even really see in front of you because you have this covering. You have this thing that's guiding you, but you really don't know exactly what is next. Why does God continue to show up in ways like this in their lives and in our lives where sometimes it makes us anxious or sometimes we scratch our head when sometimes we want to know, not necessarily because we always want to be in control, but sometimes from a good heart where we go, I just want to do the best with what I have now. And I wish I could just see just a little bit more because I want to take care of my family. I want to provide for them. I want to love my spouse. I want to love my kids. I want to love my neighbor. I want to be able to do all these things to the best of my ability. Why is it not as clear as I wish it were to be? I think it's because God is too complex to comprehend fully, but clear enough to confidently follow. See, if you and I were able to wrap our minds fully around who God was, he would not be worthy of worship. If you and I were to be able to understand every single thing about who God is and how he shows himself to us and what his plan is, then he would not be worth following. So when it comes to following that kind of God, who we can look at scripture and understand some things about him, but not the entire picture, that also means when it comes to that plan he has for us, it's always not as clear as you would want it to be. It's not always this thing where you can turn to a specific chapter and see point A, B, and C of your life and walk away saying, I have it all figured out. It's going to be easy. Here's the direction and here's every step of the process. That's not what we see in God and that's not what we see in his plan for us. But what's good about that is that we can confidently follow God. See, in that I know we can confidently follow God. When we look at scripture, when we see Jesus, who God chose to display himself to the world through him, we see him doing this very same thing of not fully giving his followers the plan, of not fully saying, hey, we're going to sit down and map out every single day of your life, every month, every year, until the day you pass. We don't see Jesus doing that. What we do see is Jesus approaching people in their lives, no matter where they're at, and just calls them to follow him. He doesn't say, you need to figure out these things in order to follow me. Or, hey, here's what the next 20 years are going to look like. All we see Jesus do is approach people no matter where they're at, whether they're pleasing God or they're not. He just approaches them and says, will you follow me? In Matthew 16, verse 24, we see him doing the same thing is he's talking to a crowd, talking to some of his disciples and people who don't even know whether they want to follow him or not. And this is what he says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. See, if Jesus wanted you and I to know every single thing about his plan for our lives, this would have been one of the many ways he could have said that. He could have said, if you want to be my disciple, well, let's sit down and look at this plan I have for you and see whether or not you want to agree to it. See whether or not you want to follow it. But we don't see him do that. What we see is him kind of leave this room for mystery, this room for a covering and saying, hey, I have something planned for you. And if you want to be my disciple, 
all you need to do is just pick up your cross and follow me. Meaning whatever you have going on in your life right now, whatever burdens you have, just pick them up and follow me. Not get clean right here. Not have everything figured out. Not show me your plan for your life and what you hope. Just pick up your cross and follow me. See, the only thing we see Jesus do is ask them to trust him. And in the same light that we saw that with God in the Old Testament while leading his people through the desert, in the same way we saw it right now where Jesus is calling people to follow him and not giving them a 10-point plan to what that looks like, we see the same thing with the Holy Spirit today with us. Is that the Holy Spirit is given to us to confidently follow even if we don't understand the entire picture. See, when I was driving on that road, right, Siri is nothing close to the Holy Spirit, okay? Sometimes, you know, like Chris will be up here speaking and then he'll say something that sounds like Siri and it's like, what would you like? Like Siri messes up a whole lot of times. So Siri, Holy Spirit are not the same. But on that road, I had that to at least guide me in some direction. If I didn't have, you know, Siri, I I don't know if I would have continued. I would have stopped and said, hey dude, we're gonna sleep until I can kind of see 15 feet in front of me. But I had something there to at least guide me in the direction I wanted to go. I really couldn't see anything and all I could see was my phone saying, in this many miles, you will reach your destination. The Holy Spirit is just like that when it comes to our lives, but way more powerful than just saying, go this direction and you'll get there. The Holy Spirit is given to us in those moments for when we don't know what is next, but we just have to trust in what God has planned for us and what God has called us to do. See, when we feel called into the unknown, the Spirit will give us what we need. When you and I feel called to the unknown, the Spirit will give us what we need. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, it talks about some things that the Holy Spirit gives us when it comes to that unknown. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. See, when we're in those moments where we are unable to trust because it's scary, maybe you're a little bit anxious. We are given peace in that unknown to say, you know what? I can look at my circumstances right now and things may not be clear, but I have the Holy Spirit to give me peace so I can be content in the unknown because it's up to God. See, when you have love, you're able to trust. When you love someone, you trust their word. You trust their actions. You trust they have your, your goodwill in their mind. When you have love, you're able to trust. And the Spirit gives that to you where you go, God, I can't see in front of me, but I love you enough to trust you that you're guiding me somewhere. See, when we have joy, we can look around and things are just, maybe don't make any sense. Maybe things are good. Maybe things are bad. And we look around and say, God, do you even have a plan? Because my circumstances are not painting that picture. We can have joy in who God is to say, you know what? Despite my circumstances, I can have joy in who he is and I can continue to trust him. See, when we have these fruit from the spirit, we're able to stay focused on what's directly ahead of us. Well, what we have right now, of the things that God has given us to be responsible for and to take care of. We're able to say, God, I don't know the big picture and every step to get there, but I just know what you've called me to do right now. 
I think I can trust you. And unlike me, when I was driving through that fog, holding on the wheel as tight as I could, just waiting for something to happen, it kind of allows us to take a breath and say, okay, God, I think I can trust you in this. I may not know everything, understand everything. It may not be as clear as I want it, but I know that you are guiding me and you've given me the Holy Spirit to be able to build trust with you. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I got asked to speak on this week because this is like very, very personal to me. This whole idea of trusting the Holy Spirit and learning how it works in your life and living out, it's just so personal to me. Um, my entire like story of how I got here is simply me just trusting God in the next thing. And it really didn't look as if I knew what that was and it wasn't very clear. But the only thing I saw time and time again is Old Testament, New Testament, the disciples, is this idea of just trusting God with the big picture. And all I have to do is live out this life he has for me now. So before I was a pastor, I grew up in church my entire life. I sang all the songs, I went to VBS, did the camps, memorized verses. I memorized verses for Knott's Berry Farm tickets. I know now you're like, Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland. Okay, but back then, think of like, you know, 20 years ago, Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm was popping, right? It was cool. It was great. It was exciting. I used to memorize Bible verses to go to a theme park. That's awesome, right? So of course I did it. I'm hopping in. I'm getting the free tickets. I'm getting the gift cards. I won't do anything for God as long as it includes food and a good time, right? So that was my whole, my whole like, walk with God which is I'm kind of here to like make sure my parents know I'm still here, but it really wasn't something that was personal for me. It wasn't something that I said, you know what? I feel like God is pulling me in this direction and I'm all in. It was more so like I'm here to please people and just check off the box. I did something good on the weekend so I can go into my week and do whatever Alec wanted to do. And then I turned 21 and God just met me. God came into my life in a way that wasn't just something I did, but it was something that I now believed and said, okay, now this makes sense and I want to be all in. Before I was like one foot in, but the other foot wasn't quite in, but I had these experiences and I said, I want to now make this my own personal faith. So I jumped right in. And really nothing was clear. Ministry was not on my radar. My parents weren't pastors. So it wasn't like I fell into this line of pastors in the family. Nothing close to that. And all I said was, God, I know you've called me to be in church. I know you called me to be in relationship with people. So I'm just going to do those two things as best I can. And I'm gonna trust you with whatever's next. And as soon as I did that, doors opened up. Doors opened up and I was just looking around and saying, God, I am definitely not in control of this whatsoever because I feel more like those disciples who are out doing their thing when God called them. I feel like Peter who was just fishing. And if you know anything about fishing, well, first off, do you have any fishermen in here? Anyone who likes to fish? Okay, cool, great. My dad raised his hand, we don't really fish. Uh, <laughs> but fishing, right? Love you, dad. Fishing like you don't have to go like get a degree in order to fish. There are techniques you have to learn while fishing. I couldn't tie a hook to the end of a line to save my life. So that, that's pretty complicated. But when it comes generally to fishing, it's like, and then you wait like 10 hours, right? Okay, I'm just kidding. But like, that's pretty much all there is. You just bait, sit, you feel a tug, you reel it in, dinner. So nothing crazy. I feel like that when it comes to what God had called me to do. As I was just doing my thing and I'm like, 
I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna just go do this. And God's like, hey, Alec, I want you to do this. Just trust me on this. Just trust me a little bit more. Trust me with what's next. Even though it's unclear, you can't see it. You don't know where you're going. Just trust in me. And all of a sudden, I'm at a point to where I'm here now talking to you and to the few people we have online. How, how did I get here? I always ask myself that question when I come into work. I always ask that question when I'm in a meeting with Chris and our, the rest of our staff and we're having all campus events and I'm sitting there looking around. There's all these people who have done such amazing things and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't belong here, but how did I get here? It's the Holy Spirit. It's just the Holy Spirit that I trusted to guide me through everything that I've experienced. And up to this moment, God has not failed me. God has not let me down. The Spirit I talked about these fruits was there to provide the things that I needed in that journey and in the uncertainty. And the same is for you today. Is it doesn't matter where you're at right now. It doesn't matter how much you know about God or how little you know about God. It doesn't matter if this is your first Sunday here or you've been coming here for years. None of that stuff really matters when it comes to God. When it comes to Him, all He's asking you is just to trust Him with where you're at. Whether you can look around in your life and you say, I have a lot, or you look around in your life and you say, I have little, those things do not matter. The only thing that matters is that you trust God. You trust the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing that is great and a great reminder to myself when it comes to this idea of trusting God and whatever he has for you in life is to build trust, you have to start small. Very small, simple steps. Coming to church, very easy. We even have great coffee for you here to keep awake. Very easy. Just go to church. Sign a connect card. Hey, get baptized of something that the Lord's calling you to do. It's about taking small and tiny steps and trusting God with everything that you are doing. If I knew that I was going to be speaking one day when I had that moment that I took God seriously, I probably would have told God, no way, that seems too big. I can't handle that. I want nothing to do with your plan because all I want to do is surf and eat food. I don't want to do anything else, God, right now. But he didn't ask me that in that moment. He didn't approach me with this big you know, plan, like, hey, 15 years from now, you're going to be doing this. He just said, are you willing to trust me now? Are you willing to start small? And we have that choice every single day. We have it this morning. We have it tomorrow and for the rest of our lives. We have a choice to trust the Holy Spirit in whatever he has for us. And I can tell you, if you trust him right now with wherever you're at in life, whether your circumstances around you are great, whether they're not, whether maybe your roadmap is a little bit clearer than mine when I was taking that journey, or you have no idea of what's next, those things do not matter the only thing is that you're willing to trust God and allow him to give him your or give you his spirit to guide you with what you have right in front of you. I always find comfort in the disciples because I'm I always trying to imagine I wonder how it was being one of the first people called to follow Jesus. That must have been an intense moment. But in my thoughts, I'm looking at something and knowing the grand story and hyping up that moment so much where I go, that must have been overwhelming. But Peter, when he was out in the boat, he didn't know who this guy was that was calling him. 
He didn't know the life that God had planned for him of how he'd go and plant churches and write letters that people would be reading 2,000 years later. Peter did not know any of that in that moment. The only thing Peter knew is someone was calling him to trust him and to step out of that boat and follow him. And if you and I can think in those terms when it comes to God calling us, I think we can take that step. Then we can say, you know what? I can trust you, God, with the little I have. Little knowledge, whatever that may be of who he is. I have a little bit of knowledge of you, God. I'm going to trust you with that. God, I even know if you're real. I'm going to trust and try to discover who you are for myself. God, I haven't got baptized yet, and I think that's something I should. I'm going to trust you and take that step. It doesn't matter what it looks like. The only thing is that you begin to build trust with the Holy Spirit that then begins to grow into something that is beautiful, and then you get to walk in the life that God has planned for you. So what I want to do is this little activity. I know we normally do it at the end of service, but I thought it was fitting that we do this now. But what I want you to do is to close your eyes and to bow your head and just put your hands in front of you with your palms open facing the ceiling. And basically what this is, is a little activity I would love for you to practice throughout the week of just a subtle reminder that God, I have a lot of things in my hands that I would love to control. That God, there are a lot of things I wish were clearer than they are right now. God, I wish there were a lot of situations that were more hopeful than they seem. God, I don't know what's happening in five years. God, I don't even know what's happening in 10, but I'm trusting in you by opening up my hands and giving it back to you, giving that control to you. God, I trust in you. I trust in your spirit that you've given me to be able to endure life and the things that come my way. And if you and I can learn to practice this, to allow God to guide us, to allow him to be that cloud that may seem mysterious, but is definitely worth trusting, you and I can start to take those small steps. So Lord, as these people have their hands open, people online watching have their hands open, God, we ask that you would lead us We ask that you would guide us, Lord. We wish we knew every single step of the way. We wish things were a lot clearer than they may seem now. God, I wish that road I was driving on was much clearer than it was, but that just is not the case. And God, that can fill us with worry. That can fill us with doubt, anxiety. God, there are so many things that can come to mind when I think about not being able to see your plan for my life. But God, I trust you in that mystery. I trust your goodness. I trust what scripture says about you. And I trust the fruit that the spirit gives us to be able to endure those difficult times. And Lord, I ask that you just honor these people when they do take that step of faith whether it's something like serving or it's just attending next Sunday, God, that you will bless them and honor them for trusting you with whatever you've called them to do right here in this moment. God, we can't wait to look back and see the ways that you've led us 
to see the ways when we trusted you that you came through. And maybe some of us have those testimonies right now and maybe some of us don't, but God, we are looking forward to that day when we see you show up in the small way that we trusted you. And we ask that you will continue to build that trust to where it can continue to grow into something that's beautiful and it's something that's honoring to you. So God, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your wisdom and your control over our lives. And we trust you in the process of everything. God, we love you and pray this in your name. Amen. Well, regardless of where you may be at in your faith journey, I believe that everyone has a next step that they can take. If you'd like more information about what it means to put your trust in Jesus, information about getting baptized or maybe even attending a Discover class to grow more in your faith, you can visit us online at southhills.org forward slash Costa Mesa and then scroll down to the next steps section. If you'd like more information about tithing or supporting South Hills financially, you can visit southhills.org forward slash giving. Thanks again for listening today, and I hope that I get to see you soon.